Hello, and welcome to the very first podcast from JMU Sports Blog. Like a bunch of freshmen reporting for spring camp, there is certainly to be certain to be mistakes along the way for us. Um, probably quite a few fumbles. We may not even know how to post this thing for you all to listen to it, but we will improve as the summer goes along. Um, without further ado, I want to welcome my partner in crime, the true godfather of JMU Sports Blog. Um, and definitely the heart and soul of our writing, i.e. the person who writes when I slack, which is often uh, Rob Abbott. Hey, what's up, TD? <laughs> no. Give yourself some credit, man. Um, <laughs> I put up stupid, you know, fart joke posts that take 10 minutes and people like them. You actually write real stuff that, <laughs> that shows that you have much more knowledge of football than I do. Once every three months when I get inspired and, and am not drinking. That's always a good thing. Yes. Yeah, well, it happens. Yes. It happens. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, we have no idea how this is going to go or what we're doing, um, but we do have a couple topics we wanted to touch on today. I think our idea going forward is to make this pretty short and sweet, hopefully something you can listen to on your commute or when you're walking around or working out. Um, certainly not a two-hour Mark Maron slog fest um, for us as much as we love that. Um, and the first thing we wanted to touch on this, um, this summer here in the beginning of August, as we're not Neither of us are super plugged into what's going on uh, down in the Berg with fall camp and the football team, is we thought we'd go backwards and talk about the top three, our personal top three favorite JMU games. Um, we talked about whether to do this as a football only or in-person only or sort of a dumb game, real best game, whatever. Um, but I think we're just going to let it roll and each uh, talk about three games unless we maybe overlap that that means something big to us so now, how are we gonna do this is it is it gonna go like back and forth you want to do your three or yeah i was just gonna i think i was gonna let you go first and then maybe we'll alternate from there and uh, you know that way if, if you have some if i if you choose one that i've already chosen or vice versa right, cool. you know we can weigh in on it and not worry about it so i'll All let right. rob go first yeah <laughs> um my first was the 2004 game Ooh. against delaware wow um I don't, I don't know if you remember that game. It was when Cortez Thompson took the punt back late. No flags. Uh, no flags. <laughs> yeah. My favorite call. And then they had the goal line stand. Is that Kurt Schickman? Yeah. It was yeah. <laughs> no flags. No flags. And, you know, that guy caught a lot of crap, but that was actually a really good call. <laughs> yes. Um, that was just a fun game. You know, it was 2004. That's kind of where momentum started to really pick up for the championship. Uh, that was my first game back since returning from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I've been kind of out of the loop. You couldn't mm -hmm. watch them on TV or anything then, so... I would like check box scores living down in Atlanta, but was back up and uh, it was just a great game. Totally different. It was like a totally different sport. I mean, 20 to 13. Jeez, yeah. that, that doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. Thompson's return and then the goal line stance. If I, if I remember correctly, they threw three straight passes. Delaware threw three straight passes from like the two, um, all of them incomplete and the game ended. So that was just one of my favorite games. That's awesome. Um, I love that choice. I had not thought about that one when I was thinking about this. Uh, but oddly enough, my first was also from the 04 season. And to me, this is the, the true genesis. If you want to go really way back in the way back machine, this is probably the, the place where maybe the seed was planted for what would become our little uh, JMU sports log adventure. And that was actually the very first playoff game of the 04 run, which was oh, JMU. Lehigh? Yes, JMU at Lehigh. And, Summer uh, sports club. Yes. And I, I, oddly enough, um, I think that the four of us, there were four of us who went to Summer's Sports Bar and Courthouse in Arlington. Um, back then, there was no DirecTV. There was no um, major 
sort of in-home in satellite options. Um, and Summers, which showed all kinds of international soccer games and had like 40 old school satellite dishes on the roof, actually told us if we brought the satellite coordinates, they would put the game on for us. Uh, and we went in there, and I, if I'm not mistaken, the four people that went are the four people we have season tickets with now. Uh, Rob, me, uh, our buddy, uh, Coach Priz, Rich Prisanzano, and our other friend, um, Steve Andricos. And might have been one. I don't know if Drake was there, but we, the game went in and out on the TV. There were no commercials, so it would go to like a rainbow-colored screen. Um, I think we were the only people in Summers. We were certainly the only people in Summers. Uh, probably the only people in the world watching that game on TV. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and we had no idea, right? I mean, we had no idea that that would turn into a championship run. Um, like you said, totally different game. They won that game 14-13 as they would win the game the next week. 14-13. Didn't they have like, didn't they have like 13 sacks? <laughs> it was crazy. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's one of those things where I just I remember Lehigh's field. There's hills all around. There's like no people there, you know. Mm. JMU's been back there. Um, I think that was the very might have been the first game of Everett Withers, um, if I remember correctly. But um, yeah, I don't I don't remember a whole lot about the game. I just remember that got us started. The next weekend when they played Furman um, turned into a total show down there in Arlington, and like you know we had a couple hundred people at Roadside Grill, and people got really into it. Yeah, it was quite a difference. Quite a difference. From four to standing room only. Yeah, exactly. And I think by the next week when we were at William & Mary, I think I went to the game, but I, I think Rob, I don't, did you go to that one, Rob? No, I no. was um, down at Richmond at Paul's okay. Christmas party. Yeah, and, and I think, watching. and same thing. It was like standing room only, craziness, you know, and then obviously Chattanooga. So that was where I started as well. So Cool. Yep. yep. Thanks. Good choice. All right. Um, my second, this might be recency, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do last year's playoff win over North Dakota State. Yeah. Um, that, that game, I mean, discussion, yeah. the, the championship was boring. Mm-hmm. It was satisfying. You know me. I'm like the negative fan. Yeah. <laughs> I had never had any doubt in my mind we were going to beat Youngstown State. Right. And the game was over, you know, first quarter. And then it was yep. kind of waiting, waiting for the confetti. Um, that game against North Dakota State was just epic for so many reasons. To go into that dome and win, um, win the way they did. You know, getting out of mm-hmm. lead and then Abdullah just taking over uh, mm-hmm. the second half. The offensive line dealing with the noise. It just I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it was the best game, but it might have been the most satisfying for me personally as a fan. Uh, right. It just kind of epitomized the whole the whole championship run and knocking off the five time champ. So yeah, that was my that, my clear number two. Yeah, that's that's pretty big. It's hard to uh, hard to beat that one from last year. I don't think there's as much as we both had a great time down in Texas, I, I think it's really hard to, to top that one in, in terms of just sheer, ama- you know, where we didn't know what we had yeah. going in, right? And we were yeah, all Yeah, I mean, Frisco thrilled. was great. Yeah. It was a blast, but the game was, it was almost just like yeah. a foregone conclusion in my yeah. mind. Um, I mean, I got a little they, nervous walking in the stadium, but generally I felt like Frisco was a coronation. Yeah. And, you know, the North Dakota State game, I was down here in Greensboro and you know, I'd had never had in two in two or three years of living down here. I'd never had more than five or six JMU people come watch a game with me. Um, we had 35, 40 people at the bar, like everyone singing the fight song, jumping up and down, like, and just complete surprise. I mean, and even when they came back and tied the game, I was, I mean, seriously nervous. I mean, I think I'd, I had no sense that we were going to win late into the third or fourth quarter. You know, 
Um, oh no, I, I was pacing around like a fool. Yeah, I yeah. I don't think I ever sat my down house. on my bar yeah. stool. Yeah, I think I was standing the whole the whole game. Certainly the whole second half. So yeah. that's a great choice. Um, for me, I, I that's a tough one. Um, I pro- I mean, I thought about. Obviously, I think we're both probably headed the same way with our number one game. Um, yeah. And I obviously thought about the tech game, which was super fun. But I don't know for me personally if that. You know, it's, it's one that's kind of faded in my own memory a little bit. It, maybe if I had gone to it, I'd feel a little differently. Um, I agree. Like, that's a fun one to joke about with right. friends. But that, whatever, that season was kind of a wash. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, we're going to get to, you know, we'll get to 08 again. But sort of the combination for me, I mean, I, I would give a special, special shout out to the Sam Houston State or Soft Houston State game from last year. Um, I went down there. It was freezing. That was a lot of fun to just beat the hell out of somebody. But for me, the combination of the William and Mary and the Chattanooga game, the semifinal and final in 04, you know, as you said at the very beginning, it was such a different game. I don't think back then I had any sense that JMU football or one double A football would be what it is today. Um, they were so much fun to go to, um, to watch. And, but it was like, I mean, no offense meant at all to those teams, but it felt like a great high school playoff run. You know, yeah. like we drove down to William & Mary. I remember going back to Richmond after the game with a bunch of friends and going out to the bar and being all excited. And then we rented an RV to go to Chattanooga. And it was so fun, but I don't think I had any sense. I know for me personally, I had no sense in 04 that that would lead to what everything that JMU football has become to Bridgeport stadium, to tailgating in Harrisonburg, to us having season tickets and going back with friends, you know, to doing a blog and a podcast. I had no sense of that. It was just pure fun. So for yeah, me, that combination. Yeah. Yeah. That, that team really deserves a lot of credit for, yeah. you know, kickstarting what JMU football is today. Big time. Um, and, you know, it was a great team and it's mm-hmm. like, it was just different. It was I don't know. I don't want to say it was underground, but certainly it was a bandwagon effect. It was. There weren't a lot of people watching the regular season games. We did. Yeah. Um, But we were kind of off on our own, and people looked at us as we were viewed as a little bit more weird than we are now. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. We're doing a podcast now. Maybe even more. So tell that to our our wives, right? (laughs) Weird in different ways. Right. Yeah, it definitely was a little bit more, uh, like I said, just underground, I guess we would describe it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I'm guessing that you picked the same one I did as the best game ever, but I will let you take it away. Well, yeah, I, I was almost going to ask if we should just eliminate this from consideration, but right. we're both picking the win over Appy, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, that that was not only the best JMU game, mm-hmm. I've seen, like, that's one of my all-time favorite sporting events ever. Like, no doubt for me. World Series. Yep. Um, Super Bowls, it really was that fun. Yep. Uh, I remember we went back with a whole bunch of guys who hadn't been back in years. And mm-hmm. didn't we like, we went to Dave's or something, but we're like, oh, let's drive through campus. Yeah. First. And it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And everything, I mean, it was just packed. Yeah. It People was nuts. were there already. Um, our friends who hadn't been back in years were blown away. I don't right. think they'd been to a game when we were students. No. And then just, you know, everybody was just absolutely fired up that was to this day the loudest bridge forth has probably ever been ever and that was before Um, the expansion and it was there's no doubt in my mind that was the craziest 30 minutes of football i've ever watched um in the second half 
Yeah. Well, I remember, was it me, you, and Rick in the parking lot? Yeah. We... Chugging beers and having <laughs> we just drowning our sorrows, being like, man, this is terrible. They're, they're down 21 zip. Yep. And then we were walking back into the stadium when Scotty took that kickback. By the way, that like was a different just... ballgame. Oh, yeah. By the way, that was back when you could leave the stadium at halftime and come back. Um, yes. Yes. And, uh, oh, yeah. And, and I think sister... most of our friends left. At, I mean, they gave up and went to, at the time, oh, I think that was B Dubs, JMs, whatever over there on Main Street for the second half. I think a lot of them watched it on TV. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely think they did. Mm-hmm. We had, I think, like, Yari and Bernie were with us, but I think everybody else in our group bailed. Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, for those of you, I, everybody probably, most people probably remember, um, JMU had won the championship in 04. Um, they had been screwed by the ESPN pairings in 05 and lost a heartbreaker to Youngstown State in the first round. They had put two teams that had no business being paired together in the first round as they want to do in the 1AA playoffs. Um, not, was it Youngstown? Yeah, I think it was Youngstown. Yeah, it was Youngstown. Yeah, it was Youngstown. And then uh, Jamie had been really good, and App was becoming really good at the time, and that was the Armani Edwards team. And in 07, JMU went down to App in the playoffs and lost a heartbreaker that many JMU fans will never forgive Mickey for going for it on fourth and one at his own 20-yard line. Um, but most people forget that JMU actually marched back down the field again and was set up to essentially kick a game-winning field goal from, I mean, inside 25 yards and uh, had a fumble with, I mean, they were going to run the ball one more time and call timeout and fumbled and App State recovered and that was it. So, and App went on to win, what, the, was 08? They went or, three straight. Yeah, so I don't know where they were in their three straight run, but they were great. In 07, um, they went on to win. And then that next year, they were ranked number one to start the season. JMU in 08 was ranked pretty high. I don't know what we were to start the season. I know by the app game, I think we were up to number three or four. So it was number one, like number one at number three or four or something like that. Um, and I just, people were so excited about JMU football at the time. Um, I think the stadium had been announced. Like 2010 was going to be the beginning of the building of the stadium. So I, I don't know. I just remember feeling like everything was on the rise. That was such a great game. It was week three or so. So both teams had already shown that they were really good. Um, yeah, there's no better night in Harrisonburg. Um, <laughs> we'll leave the, uh, the post game to the App State game for another podcast. Yeah. That, <laughs> there were better things after the game. A little humbling. but yeah. Very humbling for a couple of old guys. Yes, yes. Who so. I now think back like we were young then. Oh my gosh, now it'd be even worse. <laughs> yeah, at, yeah, we wouldn't. We probably wouldn't make the same choices now. I'd like yeah. to think we wouldn't make the same choices ten years later. Yeah, I told you that 08 season. You oh, could yeah. choose any one of the number of games. I mean, that, that was a great team. There's no doubt about it. I went to the Villanova game up there, the Bosco Williams Hail Mary. The Hail Mary. Yeah, and then to beat Villanova again in the playoffs. Um, I actually well, I was, written, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that that was like. That was on the line for me. I actually wrote that down as my fourth. That was, I thought, the best game Landers played. Um, what, yeah. they win, like 31-27? They came back late, scored a touchdown. Yeah, Like, yeah. under two minutes to go. In a monsoon. Uh, that Villanova team was really Really good, good yes. And beat, to beat them twice, um, to beat Waff. I actually had written on my list, and I almost said, just the whole run of Friday night playoff games in 08. You know, they played, I think they played Wofford on Saturday, Wofford. which is a triple option team. But then they played Villanova um, and then Montana, you know, back-to-back weeks on Friday nights in the Berg. It was snowing both Fridays or at least, you know, 
lightly snowing and freezing cold and just really fun. It's funny because I wrote about the I was thinking about the 08 playoff run in, in the context of what I just said a little while ago about 04, which was 04 felt like this amazing high school run where I had no sense of what, what it could become. And everything about the 08 season made me dream about that it could be what it is today or maybe even bigger, you know. Yeah. I mean, you had that sense. That JMU App State game was a big-time game. And the, even the JMU-Montana game that they lost in the playoffs felt like a big-time game. You know, there were NFL players on both those teams. Uh, Jeff Fisher was in Jeff the Jeff Fisher was in the stands. I think his kid was <laughs> on the team. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he would go on to draft Montana's kick returner, Mark Mariani, I think. Yeah. But, you know, that's the Arthur Motes team. Um, and I think we that's all it. thought – yeah, does it? Yeah, well, that was does, does it, it coming in relief? late? Yeah, yeah, doing the flip. Yep. Um, yeah, everything about that season was just fantastic, and and definitely, I think that is the season that took JMU. I mean, 04 kind of made people pay attention, and I think internally for JMU made them made it a big, you know, a bigger deal. But the 08 season, I think, made the whole fan base think this could be they they could really be a power at this, you know. Um, yeah, because the 04, I mean, the playoffs happened, but that was there were no home games. 08 was the one where I feel like a lot of people we know yeah. made it back for a game. They did. Saw how fun it was and started to at least casually follow the team. Um, if not, you know, jump on board, become season ticket holders. So. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, 08 is really when, after 08 is when the, like, the whole web sphere, message board, blogs thing exploded as well. Yeah. I mean, nobody ever bitched about Mickey Matthews before the 07 App State game, and certainly not before the end of the 08 run, right? Yeah. But by 09 and 2010, 2011, people were, you know, everybody and their mother was a Monday morning quarterback about the program, oh, about the whole athletic department, about everything, you know? So, mean, those were some mediocre years, though. They were. Uh, they, it, did go, it, did, it did suffer. The product did suffer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I look back today, and there were a lot of just like, you know, one game over 500 seasons. Did you think about the, uh, did you think at all about the William & Mary game? I did. The Daquan, the I Daquan did. Scott. Daquan. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, yeah. I, I'll give that an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. JMU had been eliminated. From, about. Yeah. William & Mary was the number one team in the country. Uh, JMU had beaten Virginia Tech and then just been extremely mediocre. Uh, <laughs> just, it was, it was the start <laughs> of kind of the Mickey Plateau. Yeah. Where we just beat up on a bunch of scrub teams. <laughs> Went under 500 in the league play and didn't do anything. Uh, Mickey just straight trolled William and Mary. They were number one team in the country. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I think Dudzik was supposed to be starting quarterback. And I, what did he get? Somebody get? I think he. I think, I think he got hurt or had a stomach bug or something. I don't know. And so, then like everybody was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So Mickey played Daquan Scott, who was I believe a freshman or redshirt freshman at the time. Played the Wildcat the entire game. <laughs> JMU had zero completions. I think they, they only attempted team. one pass. They attempted one pass. I looked it up today. They yeah. attempted one pass. Had no completions, and they beat the number one team in the country. Yeah, that um, was – and it was after was, JMU had been eliminated. I mean, it was one of the last games of the season. You know, JMU oh, yeah. had six losses already or something. They would come back to finish maybe six and six or six and five or something like that. Yeah, but they yeah. were playing out the string after like week six yeah. that year. I mean, it, it was fun. not a great year. No, except for that, you know, the Tech win and then that William Barron win. And I actually no. was at that game. And I'm I not... with my parents because you gave up your tickets. You were like, "I'm done." You and Chris <laughs> said, "We're not going. This right. team's miserable. They're no fun to watch." Right. And my dad wanted to go, so we went down. 
and it ended up being just a really fun game. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. It, I guess it was an upset. I still never think of beating William Mary as an upset. I just never. Like, yeah. You know, that's a team. Come on, nerds. should beat. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's William Mary. Yeah. But. All right. So, moving on, we have one more uh, short topic we were both going to bring something up about. Um, clearly, App State, both of our favorite game. I'm sure there's some we've forgotten along the way. And we'll try to think about some others in other sports eventually. Um, but one thing we want to talk about, last thing we're going to talk about today is uh, anything sort of, we were going to say non-football, but really just non what we know about JMU. Is there something maybe, Rob, that you're interested in seeing this fall with JMU athletics or JMU football that we're not sure of? I mean, we're sure about, we're pretty sure about Brian Shore. We're pretty sure about, you know, certain players that we've had, Andrew Ankra, you know, Ish Hyman, probably even Marcus Marshall. Um, but other than that, you know, is there something outside of that that you're really uh, intrigued by this fall? All right, this is going to show my true geekiness. <laughs> um, I mean, on the field, you could go the cliche, offensive line, blah, 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 blah. Right. I'm excited. This has nothing to do with, with the game itself. Right. I'm excited to see what they're going to do in terms of a championship banner. Oh. Um, I, I just don't know. Somebody mocked it up on Twitter the other day like hanging one off the back of Bridgeforth that was a Photoshop. Mm-hmm. It was pretty, it just got me thinking like, are we just going to get one of those banners that's going to hang on Plecker or they yeah. can do something different or rank up? I don't know. That's I'm, I'm clearly a geek that I'm excited <laughs> for that. No, I love it. I love it. I, I'm just, I'm kind of psyched to see how we celebrate the national championship. The funny thing is I wonder what day they'll do it. Cause I, I have to admit, you know, I live down here in North Carolina. I'm really excited for the East Carolina game. Um, probably not going to make it back for at least one of East Tennessee state or Norfolk state. So, you know, we'll probably not, I don't know that I'll be at the home opener. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just wondering when they, I would assume they'll unveil the banner at the home opener. Right. Yeah. I would assume so. I mean, that's going to be the big draw. Yeah. That's a big selling. That's actually quite a selling point for the East Tennessee state game. Yeah. Yeah. Cause didn't, they did the rings at the spring game, didn't they? Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think they may have, but I would, it wouldn't surprise me, certainly, if they invited back whatever graduated players could, could come back at some point this year, you know. Hopefully, Abdullah will not be able to. Cause I was going to say, I, I actually Giants. hope that there's quite a few. Of the, yeah, exactly. I was like, there's quite a few players who graduated last year who are in camp this year uh, with various NFL teams. I think, I think this is probably the record for most JMU players in an NFL training camp. Um, yeah, I'm guessing. You know, I think there's, what, eight or nine guys. Um, including the three or four that were already in the league. So, yeah, an exciting fall for sure. Um, I like that, Rob. The banner is really good. Well, I thought about saying field hockey. Um, I certainly am excited about field hockey. Um, I think for me, I am really excited. I'm intrigued by the number of FBS transfers that JMU has this year coming in. Um, Including two this week. Yeah, including two new ones. And everyone seems to be very targeted at a position that JMU graduated a player from um, when you think about or had a need. And, you know, not to say, I mean, you really are picking at the edges to find a weakness with this team or something we're concerned about. We love Coach Houston. We think Brian Shore is probably the best player in the country. We know that we have a lot of strengths on this team. As you said, we're you know, we have our concerns about inexperienced offensive line in terms of playing together, having graduated uh, three players, I think. But, you know, I, I also just wonder from a chemistry standpoint, you know, I think in the, 
in the Mickey era, transfers were a blessing and a curse. You know, um, sometimes we got we all got very excited about a transfer, and then that transfer really really didn't help the program. And I think even in the Everett Withers two years, you know, when you think about Connor Mitch coming in last year and then leaving the, pro- I mean, that was actually Mike Houston, but coming in last year and then leaving the program, you know, I, I don't know that well, James. There was that Vad Lee guy that worked out. There was course. that, that guy worked out. All right. Yeah. Um, but other, I mean, I mean, for me really outside of that, I can't think of another transfer in the last 15 years that's gone on to be, I mean, maybe somebody who transferred after their freshman year, like never got a chance and then developed as JMU and I didn't think of them as a transfer. But these guys coming in this year who are redshirt juniors, redshirt seniors, you know, they're going to be battling for playing time with guys who have been working in the program for a long time. Um, And I think that'll just be really interesting to see. I hope that it just becomes a depth, you know, just adds depth to the team and that people don't get upset about it. But there's five or six quarterbacks in camp right now and, you know, a whole bunch of running backs. Um, you know, I, we're all excited to see Marcus Marshall, the Georgia Tech transfer. But if you told me I could have Cardin Johnson and Trey Sharp, I'd be pretty excited. You know, oh, man, we're we're stuck right. at running back, right? So I uh, love Sharp and Johnson. Yeah, and exactly. Marshall. But yeah, all reports are that Marshall is the real deal. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, those are the two things I think. Rob made a good point about Banner, and then the transfers I think are intriguing us going into the fall, and I think that'll probably shut us down for this first. First go around with the podcast, and we'll let uh, yeah, Game of Thrones is up soon, so <laughs> that's right. Got to get that. Um, I guess just hit us up on Twitter at mm-hmm. Jamie Sports Blog if you got any feedback. Um, if it's too negative, we'll just block you. Um, <laughs> but we're always open to constructive criticism for uh, sure. This is this is certainly a work in progress, and um, hit us up, give us a follow. Yep. Thanks, Rob. All right, take it easy. Right. See ya. Go Dukes.